Anthony, welcome. Anthony Harmy, Tony Harmy, as we all know you, beautiful, large man that you are. <laughs> welcome to the We Are The Effing Crowd uh, podcast, which we've had in our minds for a long time, Tone, and we can probably explain the story of We Are The Effing Crowd a little bit later. Yeah, we'll do it later, mate. Yeah. I think yeah. so. But yeah. uh, the w- as I said, we've, we've often mulled around having uh, something, and originally it was a, a radio program, Tone. Do you want to sort of run through that? I think it's probably uh, what, six odd years, probably close to seven odd years ago, that we wanted to get on a... Uh, a radio station there's a local radio station in barrel and uh, the name escapes me at present but we uh we decided against it so uh being a mad podcaster which i am i love a podcast and because i do suffer from a bit of insomnia so um here we are mate you, uh, you've, we've got the, the podcast gear. We've got uh, Tommy Golden Child Mooney. He's at he, controls. Tommy, he, give us a fart noise. Give us a fart noise, Tommy. Oh, oh, oh. beautiful, Tommy. That's and a, a boom tish for yes. Tony's jokes. Yes. Hang, Hang on. on. He's, he's promised job. so much delivering so little already. Okay. Oh, I like it too, right. Tony. Okay. That was very good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we. We've been keen to do this for some time, Tone. You and I, we often have amusing conversations, or we believe they're amusing conversations anyway. Um, the number of listeners we'll have will will be dictated, I guess, by how stupid or hilarious we may be over time. But uh, yep. the the model is here to talk about, um, in, in Seinfeld vein, nothing. Uh, you know what, mate? I've never watched the Seinfeld. Never, ever, ever. And, and There's a lot you, I like about you, me, Tony. That's not one thing. But you have said to me... I said, what's it about? Greatest show ever. And I said, what's it about? He said, it's about nothing. So I just, but you did say to me, if you're going to watch a Seinfeld, watch five episodes in a row. Oh, you have to. It'll be remiss of me, Tone, at this point in time, not to mention our sponsors. And today we are beautifully (laughs) brought to uh, the podcast by your favourite Tui's new, which you're sipping away delightfully right there. Love a Tui's. Coated and and, um, clothed in an apricity uh, stubby cooler, which is fabulous looking. Make bit of gear that one. A bright yeah. orange. Is that um, would that is that tangerine orange? The colour? Uh, what would you call that? Too much detail for me, Tone. Wouldn't okay. have a clue. Only because uh, my old geography teacher had a Tirana at Reesby Heights, DLSL, and he's pretty sure it was tangerine, and that looks exactly the same colour. Well, his look, car. I mean, the only thing about it is it is uh, covering up the beautiful. J Tui, I can see something on the side of your can there. But Tui's new, Tui's draft, uh, one of the finer beers. I'm being brought to you today by uh, Four Pillars Gin, uh, having a quiet Negroni schooner here. And, well, and what's uh, a Negroni, mate? For anybody that's listening, what's uh, give us a uh, that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. uh, Four Pillars makes actually a Negroni spiced gin themselves which uh, adds particular flavour to it then uh, uh, vermouth rosso I think is uh, how you describe that and a hint of chinzano it's a third a third a third oh I like it there's not a lot of uh, anything to sort of melt it down other than the ice that I've got uh, so the top mate of it. let's move forward um, uh, what about beer I love it mate I know you do it's I 98% know. water my dad, right? my dad always said... God they serve a stuff. beautiful one at the Royal Hotel here oh, in Barrel, don't they? Mate, magnificent. And, um, I mean, Pete, Pete and Kate Dean, wonderful publicans. Yeah, fabulous. And they've got three pubs, mate. 
Yeah, I know. And Katie's father. Pick your choice. Take your choice. Katie's father has um, the fabulous Lord Dudley, one of the great... Grew up there, Tone. Grew great, up there. Great pubs in Malara up there, um, the Lord Dudley. Thursday night was always grab a granny. But, um, mate, I love beer. Dad always said, son... <laughs> Grab a granny. <laughs> a bit like one of the nightclubs I ran in Hurstville, uh, Hill Street. Mate, if you didn't pick up there, you'd cut your wrists. <laughs> uh, but beer's ninety eight percent water, so I mean, you drink all your spirits. Um, but uh, beer, I know I you love it. But what about? It's let, no good let's for the talk waste. about. Let's let's get to you know my pet hate are these boutique beer people, um, and you know we've got a couple in our business that rave on and you know they're, they're always um, as a as a funny aside I had a neighbour at one stage who he was an Air Force pilot so had his own issues anyway but Ooh. he I don't think he was even a pilot he was something in the Air Force Ooh. anyway he came in one time and he, he he brewed his own beer and he brought it in you know great big brown snake um, with it long neck and he's he's come in and He's given it to me, and at that, that stage... Well, what did he give to you? The, no, the he's, he's, he's to the bejesus. No, he's, he's given me um, a... Uh, he's given me a, a schooner glass of this beer that he's brewed, you know. A warm a, schooner? Was it in a warm a schooner It's a Cooper's or some sort of feral-type beer. And uh, anyway, I've, I've tasted it, and it tastes like the standard shit that is brewed, oh. home-brewed beer, nice. and... Uh, I thought, oh, Jesus, I t- and I, the only thing I could do was say, that's oh, beautiful, mate, absolute ripper, this stuff. I just, I absolutely, you know, love it. Thanks, yeah, Golden Child. Just brought into, another beer. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Straight into the um, the laundry and tipped it straight down it. Um, so you but, wouldn't have any blocked drains there for a while? Uh, well, the issue was, of course, that he, because I told him that I loved it, he, he would then be dropping me a six-pack of these things and anyway... So I came up with a theory. I was a smoker at the time, Tone. Oh, and, uh, Benson Hedges? Well, yeah, Benson and Hedges, my dogs were uh, alive at that, that point in time, at two golden retrievers, Benson and Hedges. Oh, yeah, dogs called – one called Benson and one called Hedges. Correct. Absolutely. I loved them. I choked them back in those days, the, the durries. Uh, but uh, so I uh, – what I used to do was I had a fridge in the, the back laundry and oh. uh, filled that with, of course, uh, the famous vomit bomb, the VB. And what I would do is he'd come in, he'd pour me a schooner of this dribble and uh, I would then go, listen, mate, I just need to pop out for a dart out the back. Yeah. I'd go out, whoosh, go down plant. the sink. Oh, no, pop, down the sink? Mm, Gonski. But uh, there, there was a very funny story a couple of years back, Tone, that you may recall about uh, one of those boutique beer festivals where oh, Carlton United Draft uh, or Carlton United Breweries yeah. uh, put out – a thing. Do you recall that story? Mate, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand it over to you. Was that a double bay or oh, something? Oh, it's a classic. No, I think uh, it was Because I'm a Banks, I'm proud Bankstown boy, but you're a you're Yeah, a it was more suburbs. Surrey Hills. It was Surrey more Hills. Surrey Hills. So, I'm gonna so Carlton United, I think, and, and you know, I'm hoping that uh, it, it may be urban myth, but I, I still love the story anyway, oh, where they – they, they decided that, you know, they're a bit sick of these apricot-style beers, you know, anything of that nature, the boutique-type beer, which just tastes like shit as far as I'm concerned. Oh, but so what they did was really? they, uh, they, yeah, they grabbed a couple of actors and uh, they said to them, like, okay, we're going to create this story. We're going to go to this boutique beer festival. You guys are going to be brothers, um, you know, from Byron Bay, 
we're going to call it Four Clues Bitter because you guys grew up there. That'll be the brand of it. And um, what we need you guys is in, you know, check shirts and sh- jean shorts and plaid and, you know, really cool hippie types from uh, Byron Bay. Anyway, you've got all your other beers, you know. Your all the chief tasters there. Absolutely. Wankers. You know, complete. Yeah. An utter anyway. Spitting it out. Do they spit out beer like wine, or they do they drink it? If they did, the, well, I'd spit out the shit that the yeah. boutique stuff. But but you know how they when they drink wine, mm. and they don't waste it. I say, don't they go? And that's not a sound yeah, not, from the uh, yeah. the golden child. That's a. Yeah. Um, do they spit it out, mate? Or when t- I've never been to a beer. Never tasting. been to a beer tasting no. myself. No. I went to one in the. I've UK tasted a lot of time. beer. I've never spat too much out. I've chunted a bit, but uh, when I was a young boy, not too much these days. <laughs> Easy down, easy up. Oh, uh, but I, I would so what occurred was, of course, that uh, the competition occurred, the tasting went on. Lo and behold, Vaucluse Bitter becomes the uh, supreme beer of the uh, boutique festival. As it would. And then it was uncovered that it was Victoria Bitter, the yeah. golden stuff. Rest your case. Well, I just think that, uh, you know, these, these guys have this whole. Appreciation Association—it's a little bit like wine, Tone, and yeah. you've you've had plenty of time in hospitality, and you know there are wine wankers. We know this, yeah. you know that um, oh, with the the bouquet and oh, the herbaceous ooh, grassy. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. But I tell you what, with Suck the with a <laughs> keg of beer, uh, fifty liters, I. I I was fortunate enough to be around when the eighteen liter kegs were in, and uh, there's a hundred and nineteen smitties in a. It, 119 schooners, 175 minis in a keg. And you know what really gets up my goat when you go to Talk the to pub? Me, Tony. What is which goat and well, well, where's it you, getting up? You, what, what, what is it? Well, when you go to the pub, and, and listeners, have a look next time you're, you're getting your beer poured, and they tilt the glass, and all the beer just flows over the top until. Don't waste it. Until the glass fills. Can I just tell you that the person who owns the business gets paid nothing for anything that goes down over the side of the glass. Instead of just – this is a little hospitality tip too, just quietly. Um, instead of just wasting it, and I know it's hard when the pressure's on, but you just sit it, let it sit, do something else, come back, serve it. You know? And whilst, I'm, whilst I've got your attention about hospitality, you know what I hate when you walk into a pub and it's busy, and, uh, and I get that, but – or even worse, when it's not busy and somebody's serving you and somebody's serving the person in front of them and they look over over there and they don't acknowledge you. I think for anybody young that's listening to this, if you're serving somebody and there's somebody waiting... Hospitality just, tips by Anthony Harmy. That's me. Harmy Hospitality. You just acknowledge the person. You can't serve them straight away, but just acknowledge them. That's that's not too hard in any it's form nothing. of any it's, part it's, of it life. It costs Anthony. nothing. No, Whether I agree. it be if you're at if you're at Bingley or or which is fabulous, Bingley and Bowers. Don't you mate, love their ads, mate? Bingley. Oh, oh hello, and Chrissy, come and meet my team. Yeah, you and Chrissy have yeah. a ball with those ads, don't you? But I was just saying that it's it's in in pubs. It's not about what you can make; it's what you can save. And anything goes down the side of the glass, you get nothing for. Unless in the old days. Alledge. You have the old bucket under the bar, and that goes straight back in the kegs. <laughs> Anthony, don't own up to that. No, I never did. I never Cigarette butts and all? No, no, no. But they used to have a thing called methyl violet, which was a blue uh, mm. tablet, and you used to put that in your drip tray it had by to be in law. the drip tray, didn't it? 
Yeah, so when I took you over... You couldn't the, find those? Yeah, no, you buy them. And, and when I took over the Bermagui pub, I put a new floor down and everything, and uh, my boys, Sam and Tom, they were little then. and um, them. And <laughs> no, we had this brand new... I was so proud of the behind the bar, and um, and Sam and Tom... They found the methyl violet. It was a, it was a like an old uh, peanut butter jar full of these little tablets. So you put one in every day, and they found them and they scattered them everywhere. And for the life of me, I couldn't get the the stain out of the out of the vinyl. And for anybody that knows me well, knows how pedantic I am, and it really gave me the shits. But um, you anyway, are cleanliness. I, 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 uh, I am, I am, Anthony. sidetracking. Then you got a little story there Look, for Tane, us. Look, Tane, as part of this, I, I, I thought we should um, throw up a few different news stories that people haven't necessarily heard, and and particularly you, because I, I, I want to try and shock you a little bit of this. Oh, good luck. One with of that. these though today, um, when we had a quick chat about this, you, you heard about this and. This was a story from a few weeks back um, here in Australia, which has absolutely blown me for a six, I can tell you. Pair hired for man's broom sexual fantasy turns up in bedroom at wrong address with machetes, Tone. Did you hear this story? They've gone from broom handles to machetes. Yeah, so this this individual, and let me tell you, this is not in Sydney or So they've gone from tumid brooms to um, cane cutters. Yeah, no, no, but it's not one of these towns where um, this bloke was, it it says here in court documents, he was willing to pay 5,000 if it was really good. And what was really good was he wanted a broom handle <laughs> to be rubbed around his underwear. Ooh. Five grand. Happy to pay. <laughs> the fantasy, as it goes on with the court well, hang, documents, hang, hang, the hang, fantasy on, was unscripted oh. and there was discretion as to how it would be carried <laughs> out. It's a court documents. Now talk to me, Tone. Talk to me. I've got some other bits that, that come out about this uh, oh. because, of course, they've turned up to the wrong address. This is Griffith, New South Wales. This is not, as I said, Sydney. It's not uh, Barrel even, you know, no, where we, we're sitting today. Beautiful Barrel town. Um, two men snuck into a bedroom with machetes <laughs> after being hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. Only discover they'd got the wrong address. But they were very um, – I, I will just – sorry, Tone, I'm not trying to where, stop you from talking. I'm where was he you're stroked aghast. around the underwear? Like underwear front or apparently. back? Well, I assume it was the front. I'm not sure. But I think, though, that the classic was um, they, they were very, very um, cordial and polite um, broom strokers because, as it turns out, after hearing her voice, so the bloke who's, who's uh, suddenly heard this noise out the front, he's gone, is your name – oh, no, hang on. Uh, he's gone. He's just uh, – the, 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 lawyer, the old lawyer's trying to get his stuff in. But the resident of the home where the man mistakenly turned up, where the men mistakenly turned up, told police that when he noticed a light on in his lounge at around 6.15am, he assumed it was a friend who visits daily to make coffee. Ooh. Another weird sort of story okay, out there. Okay, okay. So he called out – Drop uh, the broom handle. off. It's too early. Bugger <laughs> off, it must be. It's, it's got a few star, star, star here. After hearing a voice asking, is your name Kevin? <laughs> he turned on his light to see two men he did not recognise standing next to his bed, both holding machetes. <laughs> of course. I thought they were only supposed to bring a broom, but they clearly thought, let's bring machetes. I suppose that was the whole bit about... There's no rhyme nor reason to this whole thing. Conversation then ensued in which the pair reportedly sought to establish whether he was Kevin. 
Will the ke- real Kevin please stand up? Uh, at one point, one of them asked, are you sure you are not Kevin? As we told, as we were told to come to this address and pick up Kevin. Eventually, accepting their error, the duo then left, and this is where I get back to time as it relates to being polite, uh, eventually accepting their error, the duo then left with one saying, sorry, mate. <laughs> And shaking the residents. <laughs> well, the other said, "Bye." I wonder how the magistrate dealt with that. Well, he was pretty interested. Oh. He, he uh, I don't think he gave them anything. Uh, the two men and their driver eventually arrived at the correct address, where the would-be customer spotted one had a great big knife in his trousers. Oh, was it a like a like a like a crocodile Dundee knife? <laughs> That's not a knife. These guys then went on to the next place where the client began cooking bacon and eggs and noodles. And noodles? Bacon and eggs and noodles. Were they like two-minute After being asked to do so by Leroy, who then fell asleep on the couch. I'm not sure who Leroy is. He must be one of the machete-wielding individuals. What's your thought on that, Tone? Pretty bizarre story. Uh, Mate, that's um, that's bizarre. I mean, not much uh, shocks me, but... uh To um, to have a a broom handle waved around your um, balloon knot. Underpants. No, no, underwear. Or in the underwear. I mean, I don't know, mate. Is it the sharp end or the blunt end of the... Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? It's only matched this week, though, Tone, by... uh, And this was a story that uh, Chrissy alerted me to. I think I had read it, but I think again. You know, I've been busy this week and... Uh, a, a, a GP in Sydney. <laughs> so the the article reads: GPS uh, GP accused of indecent assault tells court he was engaging in tantric healing. What's tantric mean? Oh, look, there's whole books on tantric, Tone. Okay, uh, you'd probably need to to find out that. But um, uh, so he's Al. Oh, oh, I won't mention him, of course. Uh, that. Night vision cameras in the patient's rooms did not capture him masturbating, but rather <laughs> engaging in sacred and non-sexual penis rubbing with the patient's permission. Okay. Uh, rubbing penis is different from masturbation. He said, this is not sexual. Are these court it's, documents, mate? Uh, correct. Okay. It, it, yeah. It's sacred worship or praying. He's pleaded not guilty to 25 charges, including 21 counts of aggravated indecent assault, after he allegedly touched the female patients during overnight sleep studies. So he's doing these sleep studies. <laughs> uh, he's, he's obviously a, a, a naughty man. Uh, another one. Dirty, 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 dirty bugger. <laughs> Just, I, I'm you sorry. You wouldn't want to go get the, your, your prostate checked, would you, at that particular <laughs> GP? Well, he says, he goes on to say, Tone, if you search penis blessing... You can see a lot of blessings on YouTube, he said. Penis is not just for sex, not for urination. It's to transfer tantra energy. Do you have I'll any comments be, on that, Tom? W- once this podcast finishes, I'll be Googling tantra <laughs> energy, okay? Well, clearly we're not uh, – obviously we're not hey, funded hey, enough can, for can trying I di- to have a computer in front of him. Can I digress? Yes, please do. Tonight is $40, 50000000 million on the Powerball. Lotto. And – also, it's a freak week because Tuesday night is $50 million on Oslotto. It's a double whammy. Mate, just if, – if, I know we've got a syndicate here in the, in the office here, but if you were to win $50 million in the in the dead set department, what, what, give, me, give me an indication. 
<laughs> and I know there was a guy in the States that won $327 million and uh, squandered it. Can you give us a rundown on that champion, please? He was an interesting cat. Oh, he uh, decided that, in fact, because he's sort of got a, what is it, like a, he almost got a, Ticket. He didn't get the cash up front, but he was able to then go and yeah, he, he bought himself he a mansion. Equity. He had equity in a ticket. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. Bought a, he bought a mansion. Um, who knows what that cost him. Might have cost him 20 million bucks, 20 million. wherever he was. Mate, that's, that's nothing. He then decided that, um, you know, the Colombian um, <laughs> dancing powder was something that he wanted. He, 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 he bought sort of, if you, if you just, go to some of our… Can I just cut you off there for a sec? Have you seen Scarface? Uh, First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the girls or the women. Okay. So it's the old, the old yada yada. Not yep. sure that, is that Italian or is that? No, that's, more uh, no, 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 you that's, are an uh, Italian boy, yeah, t- Tony yeah. Montana. First you get, the, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, so no, so he, he's, he's, he's squandered bought, 20 million on a, let, on a, on a house. Let's be honest, if you've ever been to a... New South Wales country wheat belt town yep. where they have the silos and because the silos are full <laughs> and they've they've basically got uh, tarps over mm, too much wheat, you know, mm, it, mm. It, it, it's like uh, being um, the, 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 the pyramids um, oh. of that. He's bought a, uh, a basically a truckload of coke that yep. would look – and, and you, you couldn't jump over. Mm. Um, he's then decided that um, clearly he hasn't um, enjoyed female company for a while. So let's yes. get a loner. Um, a loner. Let's, let's organise 10, 12 gassies. Yeah, yeah. Um, LJ hookers. Correct. Yep. Um, we'll get 10, 12 of those in and he's, he's had a blast to the point where his heart gave out. <laughs> Brown bread. So I'll put this to you. Mm. If you were to step what in, what are you insinuating, Ethan? No, well, I'll put it to anybody listening. Uh, if, if you were to die stepping inside of, in front of the light rail in Sydney, or to die like that, where are you heading? Well, none of us are going to win three hundred twenty-seven million US. No, but we're going. We're some hope we're winning fifty to, tonight. So, well, I think so. And and Lotto is one of those funny things. A, a tragics, really. I mean, I'm. I'm a very quiet tragic. I buy, mm. you know, mm. I have my theory, which I've uh, told you and Ange about many yeah. times, that uh, I think the Saturday lotto is one to go for. It's 20 million bucks every uh, – oh, no, it's not 20 million. It's $4 million yeah, yeah. every Saturday night. Yeah. Um, most people go to Monday. It's a $1 million structure. Um, and then these other ones just build and build. So, But it's funny to watch these people – Still going into news agents, and and in many respects, it's lovely watching them walk in with these books, and they are some of the amounts of money these guys are spending per week on it. And you ever won anything, Tone? What's what's your biggest winning? But you know what people say to me because I love a punt, and um, and people say to me, rubbish. You're never going to win. The odds are a gazillion to one. But I tell you what, they're a lot more if you haven't got a ticket. Correct. So can't um, win if you're not in. Yeah. So. Uh, but I've never won anything, yeah. I won bingo once. I remember down here at Craigieburn. I was. It was the greatest moment of my life. Legs eleven, double one. I think I won twenty dollars or something. The fair nigger. Yeah, it was tremendous. But I um, I, I you know, I, I just enjoy the, the. It's a thrill of the chase. So, 
if you don't if you don't have a t- if you don't have a ticket you you, you can't uh, you don't check it we um we have it one here at work but i just it's one of my my dad used to have a punt every every lotto and if I, if i did win 50 million i'm not a greedy man but i i give a bit to charity change a few lives and 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 do that sort of stuff so Let, let's just move it marginally tommy and I know you're uncomfortable with oh, this. Oh, Tommy. What would you spend your four and a half million oh, bucks? If we went tonight, shot, what, are you, what are you going to do with well, your four and a half Well, wouldn't have to spend million. it on gymnasiums or makeup. He's a beautiful looking man. Specimen. Tommy. Oh, magnificent. A specimen. Oh, oh. Oh, look, assuming mum and dad are going to hear this, I'll pay off their mortgage and then I'll look for myself after that. <laughs> God, he's good, isn't he? Oh, you yeah, make me sick. <laughs> okay. Um, he does look after us, though, don't he? He does. He's a beautiful man. He brought you that latest can of two, it's new. Yeah. Make, the refreshing. Shook it cool, up. refreshing. The bludger shook it up. Um, well, I thought we'd, you know, we've, we've obviously gone to Lotto. That's... Um, been interesting and probably a subject which isn't going to go down so well with your tone at the moment and I know this but it, it is funny and we, we talked about before two dogs that I had at one stage, two dogs, uh, were Benson and Hedges is a massive fan of the old, the good old extra mild as I was a smoker on the futures floor and early days in funds management um, and so of course had two golden retrievers which I called Benson and Hedges which was not popular in many areas uh, but I loved them and they adored their names and occasionally they came back to those but pets uh, you've got a fish correct yeah Wendell he's a beauty Wendell the goldfish or he's a dark goldfish and uh, we're playing golf with uh, the Dell does Wendell spoke. does Wendell have eyes like Wendell yeah the, the Dell he gets fed every Is morning he fast? He, he's he's a slow uh, he's a uh, He's a um, he's a fantastic he's a very low maintenance pet. But I had this beautiful long haired German Shepherd. Um, oh, oh, Zena, Zena, Zena. Anyway, I've had her for ten years, and she passed away a couple of weeks ago, trying to escape, which uh, upsets me. Gee, she was a legend, though. The way she would get around town, yeah. she'd end up on our couch. Yeah, she at your couch, and even when I moved to Mittagong, she ended up back in Steve Stevie White junk rubbish waste um, at, uh, at at Barrel there, but. I'll tell you a little story. When I had the, uh, the, the pub down at Pambula, uh, there was a... Uh, oh, we're not going to talk 18 wheels here, are we? No, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, a, a like a, a petting zoo um, just not far from the hotel. And Lily, my beautiful daughter, she would have only been five or six, came home with this little, this little kitten. And uh, I said, where'd you get that, darling? She said, I found it. I said, oh... So I spoke to uh, I put a sign out on the on the front of the pub on the blackboard, lost kitten. So Barry, the guy that owned this petting zoo, come over and says, "You find a kitten?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, we've lost one." So my daughter had gone into the petting zoo and snuck the uh, the, the kitten up her jumper, and uh, and uh, so when she's twenty one, my little princess, that'll be it's called the Great Pussy Robbery. <laughs> yes, it's the Great Pussy Robbery. But I mean pets. I'm done. Giving us some advice as I, to I, what I'm, we should be saying. <laughs> That's a great. I am. I'm done with pets. I, I've had enough, I, mate. I, I, you know. Oh come I, on. Yeah, I've buried a few, uh, mate. I, well, you love the chickens. Mate, I mean, we've all had chooks down. You know, but, that yeah, we've, Lily we've all moved a, down. Lily gets a, a, a license in two months' time. She'll be gone quicker than last week's pay. 
Billy. <laughs> you won't even see her. Max wouldn't know where the dog food is. So, oh, and Wendell just looks after himself. And once he goes, he's not getting buried. He's whoosh. oh, speaking of burials, when I when I buried the Schnauzer or Zena, geez, I was hoping for a uh, a Chihuahua. I was in the horrors. Big dog. Yeah, Big I was dog. In, a bit hungover and. A little being, emotional. Yeah, very emotional. But uh, it's sad, mate. They, they become they become part of you, pets, and they become part know, of the family. Do you know, just and to put and, down and, 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 and obviously the kids, the kids really took it hard, and it's 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 quite it's quite horrible, you know. And, yeah, and, and, well, you've almost in in some respects you have to make a little bit of light of the situation because pets come and they go. Tell you a little story back from the eighties. Uh, Please anyway, do. I was living with. Is Rick there a joke about a dog you've got? Tony? No, 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 no. But I was r- living with Rick and Fitzy. Rodney Rootwood. No, living with Rick and Fitzy over at Warrenora. Rick and at, Fitzy. Yeah. Don't they have a radio show in Sydney? <laughs> That's Fitzy and Whipper. Oh. And these guys have got links on them bludgers. Anyway, we've been to the Randy Wicks over at Randwick at. I forget what time we got home. All I had was enough money in my pocket for God the bless ta- for the taxi. Actually, I didn't. Randwick Rugby Club. Well, actually, I looked at what I had. And I said to the boys, we can either have another round or we get a cab. So we had another round and we jumped in the cab and, and we done a runner. But down at the Warrenora. And anyway, mum rings me the next morning about Call 8 o'clock. one 800 crime stoppers. Uh, Lily and Giovanna from over at Penang says, your dog's been killed and dad wants to take it to the tip. And I said, oh, my mum, she can't, you can't do that. So I rang my brother-in-law, what a... I said, come over. So I went over in my orange uh, station wagon, picked up the dog. I got home at five. So this was eight o'clock, so three hours. Thank God there was no uh, booze buses. So picked up the dog, put her in the back of my car, rang up what I said, mate, you've got to give me a hand to bury this dog. And this dog would have to be Sam, it was a name. She would have to be 50 kilos, right? So we're digging this... <laughs> So we're digging this hole out the back of Menai before. Love it all when you make yourself laugh. Yeah, before all the before all the developments were there, like this is this is bush. So we found a we found a spot. So we got the we got the shovel out and we're digging this hole, and I'm in the horrors like you wouldn't believe. So I, I reckon I dug her probably about a foot and a half down, and I just buried her with the legs out of the ground. And that was it, like a bike Stumps rack. Up. She was like a bike rack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, obviously, uh, you know, dabbling in terms of uh, as you said, you were driving then. You've um, you have friends, um, you know, across the spectrum from good cops, bad cops, oh, great, uh, cops. great cops, you know, friends who dabble in this and dabble in that. Yes, and uh, yes. one of my favourite all-time stories is you, which you and I would cackling about the other day which was that uh, copper who got the phone call at home from oh yes was uh, it ard lethen ard ard lethen which is so for those are. of our beautiful listeners out there all three of you uh, ard lethen is a tiny town probably don't what would you say if there were a thousand people in ard lethen i'd be shocked Oh, wasn't the chainsaw? Uh, the chainsaw waste. Uh, chainsaw racing. <laughs> Hello, Simon Walker. Hello. It was. A, uh, I won the chainsaw racing competition out there because they used to have the chainsaw it's racing a, it's competition. What Kelpie the, capital. Can you can you please explain what a chainsaw racing competition is? At the back of the pub there one year, we used to go there for the Ardland Pit Ardland Ardlethen picnic races, and um, at the back of the pub there was logs and there was chainsaws. So anybody could have a go would have a go. So I won. So you got to cut 
a, a piece of timber with a chainsaw and you've got to go down and up. So I want it. Anyway. Anyway, my mate was the... Was um, that for real or was it your noise, your mouth noise? There, there was a London Hotel and the Palace Hotel. There was two pubs in town. Anyway, my mate was the lock-up keeper. Mm, I love this. Let's story. call him John. Just for, you know, we, we're obviously into protecting names, yes. people. Let's call we him will, John. We will occasionally stretch to the truth, however. We'll call him John. So... John, it, he'd be uh, really uh, bored and we're back in the we're back in the 80s, so... The phone rings and, and and John is the lock-up keeper of the town, which means he's got the police station and his house backs onto the police station, so he's uh, he looks after everything. So in, in theory, he's like a hotel. In, they never switch off. So one day the, the phone rings, ding, ding. So the two 20-cent pieces drop in, bing, bing. Is that you, John? Just just for those who – sorry, don't, sorry to interrupt you, but for those – of course, we have a listening base who, of, of, yeah. who have never actually had to use a a phone Public booth phone, yeah, phone yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. where you had to have the two twenties and yeah. they sat. You put them in, yep, and, and then the minute the person answered, and the light went, flashes, clink clink, yeah, yeah, into yeah. it. Is that you, Robo? <laughs> yep, this is Sergeant Yada Yada. What do you want? I hate you. I know where you live, Sergeant. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill... So Robbo's thinking to himself, he's not a detective, but he's smarter than the average bear. He says, mate, one public phone in town. There's one public phone in town. So he says to his beautiful wife, Helen, can you just keep this bloke on the phone for a sec, please, Dar? <laughs> so Robbo grabs his baton. Did he need to drive? Yeah, 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 Robbo, oh. yeah, yeah, just up the road, yeah. So he goes up there. <laughs> so he drives up the road. This is this trip. is John. This course, is not, John, not Robbo. No, no, not Robbo. This is John. So Helen's got this bloke on the phone. So why are and, you being and so? Helen is Henrietta. She, uh, Helen is uh, <laughs> Helen is um, uh, uh, not Heather Bray. That's a story for another time. Anyway, so. She's got this guy on the phone and he's going, I hate you, Helen. I'm going to kill you. I know where you live. I'm going to kill your and dog. Your I'm going to let your tyres down and I'm going to poo in your litter box. Right? So with this time, she's got him on the phone. So Robbo goes up to the – oh, sorry, John. John. <laughs> John goes up to the phone Jeez, box. covered this one up well done. John goes up the phone box and – Hey, dickhead! That's it. Hit the phone box with his phone box with his uh, baton. Hey, dickhead! Looking for me? Wooshka! Straight <laughs> over the back of the neck. Puts him in the booze cow. And uh, yeah, so they weren't that smart out there, especially if you wanted to take on the constabulary. I do love that. And and there was another story about uh, his brother. Was it not? Oh, uh, 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 Robert. Robert. Yeah. So no, he was no, at, no. he was at Fairfield. No, no, Roger. No, that's the Dodger. No, 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 Robert. Just, just so weird. Oh, we're, we're sorry, keeping oh, names in yeah, place. So. Yeah, yeah. So he was at um, Rodrick, Wadwick. <laughs> what? Good day, Simon. Um, so it was Wadwick, <laughs> and he's at uh, Fairfield Police Station. <laughs> and um, this guy came in, and and he's typing. This is in the old days of the typewriter. So they they bought this bloke in. He's a nutcase. They brought him into the charge room there, and he's. He's typing away, you know, that typewriter, and then they, they ding, and they da, 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 
ding, and this bloke kept touching the typewriter. You know, Tommy, uh, boy, genius, boy, magic, uh, magic child, wouldn't know what a typewriter was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Never seen one. So this bloke, he kept, so Robert goes, don't touch the typewriter. So this bloke sort of, so ding, he's writing up the chart sheet. Mate, stay away from the typewriter. Anyway, you, you've got to really see this but to, to appreciate it. So he goes, and the bloke pushes the typewriter. He goes, mate, I've warned you once. I've warned you twice. You touch it again, you're gone. So ding. So he's pushed the typewriter again, nearly off the off the bench. So Robbo, oh, sorry, John, uh, uh, Robert. <laughs> Roderick. Rod- sorry. <laughs> Wadwick picks up the typewriter, throws it across the room and says, Senior Constable charges Blake with malicious damage, and that was the end of that. Very, very amusing. Tone, uh, I guess let's just get to one final sort of discussion before we wrap things up. Um, road trips. We've had a few funny ones. Yeah, mate, we've had some beauties. What have been your favourite moments of a road trip? Oh, I think the, I think the one to from Townsville to Mackay, Mackay to Rocky. But the one from last week out at, at Orange was a belter. When we stay, we stopped at the uh, the Australian Hotel at at Yes, the Australian Hotel Motel, yes. Australian Hotel Motel at Yes, with what the lovely Ellie. Ellie. Ellie, yeah, she was lovely. Wasn't quite sure how to take us when we got there, but um, thought we were complete wallies. The world's biggest food is magnificent, um, mate. Can, can I just say a little story? And I'm going to I'm going di- to digress. Like to I'm going to digress. Please do. Um, when I was at uh, when I was mine host at Bermagui, um, one of my great friends Michelle had a um, hairdressing salon, and um, one of her apprentices who worked for me was called Tari, a lovely girl, divine. So, one of my great mates, Johnny Nelson, who. God rest his soul, and the caravan park and also the hardware. He said, uh, he, he's gone in there for a haircut. And he said, can you, can you do the back of my neck? You know, with the cutthroat. You know what they do with the cutthroat? Sounds like something yeah. from one of those anyway, stories I read earlier. Yeah, and Michelle says... Um, you do my neck. And she said, Michelle said to, to Re, um, can you come and do this? Because she's doing it at, at Tech. At, uh, tech. Practicing, they practice on balloons. No, they practice on balloon, uh, balls, and they practice on balloons. Balls, yeah, like shaving with the, with the cutthroat razor. So she said to John, "John, would you mind if Tari um, done the back of your neck?" John said, "Mate, I love it. Yeah, you know, no problems at all." She said, um, "That at at." Uh, at tech, they're only um, they're, they're practicing on balls. She said, no, just, "He said, I just want the back of my neck done." <laughs> anyway, that's a little story there. What what we'd like to do is to to, to give you a, a a rundown of why it's called "We Are the Effing Crowd." So, our finance company we we do these training sessions um, twice a year to make us better in what we do. So, this particular training session was up in Brisbane. And um, we went to the Regatta Hotel one night and then we went to this restaurant and the, the name escapes me and we're upstairs in a private room and the, 
it was just the best night because there's there's the twenty of us and we're having the the best night and and we're having a few wines and beers and whatever you like and then um, after dinner was finished we went downstairs and across the road was this beautiful little corner hotel and there was a uh, a, a guy playing guitar and he was really really good he was he's, he had he had all the three people in the bar and you know the place was rocking so the twenty of us and and and, and can I just tell you we were. When we got there, we were we were we were the party, but it gets better. So we've walked in. Next thing you know, we've gone from three to twenty-three, and you know the the whole place picks up, and we're all going well. So when I get a few in me, I like to sing. I think I can sing. I don't really, I can't really sing, but I, I like to think I can really? sing. So <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> so whether it be at home around a fire or in a, a public, but I don't really care. I do it in the entertainment centre. So, so I. I said to the guy, hey, champ, any chance to let me sing? He said, man, no, go away, go away. I said, oh, anyway, I, I get that. So a few more beers. Champ, can I have a sing? He said, mate, no, go away. So after the break, I go up, uh, when he's on his break, I said, mate, I'd just like to sing a couple of songs. Can you play, you know, K-San, uh, a few other songs that I like to sing? He says, mate, it's not going to happen. So Tomo, our CFO, who is a champion, he comes up. I see, he said, are you singing a song? I said, no, nah, not allowed. So I, I go up to the boat. I said, mate, can I sing a song? He said, mate, we've got a really good crowd in here tonight. And if you sing a song, I think we might lose them. And Tomo comes over the top and says, crowd, crowd, we are the fucking crowd. Okay. If he doesn't sing, we're fucking out of here. We are the fucking crowd. So anyway, so anyway. All right, I'm just going to finish this off with um, it's uh, male um, mental health week yes. this week. Uh, Tone, obviously there's a lot of people out there struggling, yeah. whether they be males or females at this point in time. Yeah. Horrific um, with what's going on in the economy and, and other bits and pieces. And hopefully we're able to provide a little bit of humour to some people. But... Uh, we are thinking of people and we're also, you know, as, as a group, as a group of people, we are um, giving funds to this sort of stuff. Yeah, mate, I've got a mate right here right now and he's only going through it because he's in a, a – um, and you know who he is, um, going through a bad time because of his health. And, um, yeah, a lot of people – they just and Gus Ballin is a, a champion for this sort of stuff, and there's all this domestic violence and this that the other. But if you've got a guy or a friend or a girl, if you're a lady and you've got a girlfriend or a man and you've got a, a, a mate, just ring him up. Just say you don't have to open the batting saying, just say, oh, you know, I was with you the other other night, and I just I just sense that something wasn't right. Just talk to them. I think I go back. Don't to to do that. And that's that, what you uh, do. You okay? Are you okay? Simple as that. Simple Are you, as that. Yeah, and that's it. Are you okay? And it's really important. I ring my mate every. I ask my wife day. that every night. Are you okay? Yeah, and and I, I actually and asked most nights. My, she tells my, me my, I'm I, an asshole. Actually, I, 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 how went, does that work? Anne went to the um, doctors the other day because um, <laughs> she thought she had Tourette's. <laughs> she yeah. I, I said, "What are you doing, darling?" She said, "Oh." Just, I think I've got Tourette's. And anyway, and uh, I said, she came home. I was really worried about her, you know. And uh, I said, what, what's wrong? She said, no, you really are a fucking arsehole. 
not to make any light of uh, that whole mental health issue, but Tony, as usual, um, you haven't been your normal drug teller tonight, but I, I suspect next week we're going to have a whole lot more. Well, so, you know, signing off from uh, Anthony, eh, eh. Tony, Harmy, and uh, myself, and uh, the whole crew here. Especially Tommy, the boy genius, uh, who has uh, made all of this come to you. Thankfully, because none of us know what to do. Anyway, good night. <laughs>